Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... It's so much more than just a profile picture. At Catholic Singles, our platform offers you many opportunities to get to know the person behind the picture. Sign up today at catholicsingles.com. So the mind is always the battlefield. The mind is the battlefield even when somebody has a gun pointed to you in that a belief struck a thought, struck an action, and subsequent events uh, came as such. So what happens is, is that we may not recognize that when we do not commit a confession to something we have done wrong, is that our mind becomes self-protective and self-defensive, thinking that it's being attacked, that we're being attacked. So it tends to forget or assumedly forget of what the person did wrong. Uh, and that may be under the belief that if they admitted they did something wrong, then the other party would take it as an ability to kick them while they're down. But what it blocks is true reconciliation. So if you don't admit what you did wrong and another party forgives you anyway, um, and then you continue to participate with that individual, is that it becomes permission to allow it to happen again. So do you forgive your brother seven times, 70 times, 77 times? Yes. But every time they commit confession, when they commit acts and they don't confess, uh, then uh, you know you can you forgive them anyway and continue to participate. Then what happens is, is they don't learn, and it's important for us to learn. It's important for us to learn and grow as a community and to not allow uh, you know people to just go on, continue to do stuff. You only have yourself to blame when it continues. So. What happens is, is when somebody doesn't, doesn't admit what they did is that you're supposed to you know, warn them twice and then walk away, Titus 3. Because if you don't walk away, then what happens is that you'll be frustrated when in fact they could just be blocking themselves from emotionally viewing what they did wrong. And what they did wrong may be in response to something they think is happening from you that's not, which is really something deep down from their past. And so what happens is, is that by meditating on God's Word day and night, not necessarily the Bible, but God's Word, John 1.1, 1, 1, if all the Bibles were gone tomorrow, God's Word would still exist. So if you meditate on the truth and meditate on love day and night, you will have an openness to empathize with why it's important to confess either to another party or to God or whatnot and find a way to create a penance. Recognize that when somebody's hurt that you have to have a healing in that because they're not going to just trust you right away, which is faith and loyalty lived out over time in the Greek. And so, you know, people trust when they see acts of genuine uh, repentance, behavior, a penance, you're walking through something you recognize was a trauma for somebody so they're not going to trust you right away because maybe you committed to harm them and expected them to accept your harm as who you are but not reciprocate in accepting them for who they are and that's it's not proper to accept harm as just who somebody is you wouldn't accept a burglar just as a burglar because he continues to burgle and that's just who he is you know and so you wouldn't accept you know people uh, d disrupting your life in a irregular way either. And so it's important that as we pursue the thoughts onto truth and love that we can reconcile ourselves what's in our heart, the malice is within our heart that continues in the action that's not proper that we can confess for in response to somebody else's harm towards us. Now if we can do that, we can hope that the other party might confess and reconcile what they've done or they continue to do but it's not that they will. 
And so it's important to create mutual boundaries. It's why we have governments. It's why we have um, house rules. It's so that we can have a peace and structure in how we deal with things, whether it's internal conflict within a company or otherwise. And these policies are normal and acceptable. Um, you should, and there are better ones than others. And so within ourselves, we're to root out the evil one within because it's when we try to justify our own sin um, is that oftentimes we don't realize that we're avoiding shame while demanding another party take shame. And really, rarely is it about the actual parties involved and more about the dynamic that they're within. Is it the dynamic that has to do with a past situation on both sides of an argument, maybe one side of an argument? And how do we get through that? Well, simple, complex, simple. You know, most responses, despite that the you know, problem, whatever it is, is very deep and it's coming out on you, most responses just take a simple response. And that simple response is often just a kind one or maybe a direct one in how you're to behave or participate but not so that you continue to pile on and make further assumptions and accusations that are in your mind as that may or may not have to do with the situation so it's not necessary to dive deep into a situation to be effective and just love somebody when in a dangerous situation that could be dangerous and could just you know maybe pass if you just be a kind is that you know most situations will pass and so it's very difficult because, you know, what somebody could just not have their coffee that day, not have had enough sleep. And there's a, a degree of empathy there because none of us are perfect, though we do strive to be better and better. Um, so as we learn, as we grow, we realize that there's a formula for this. There's a formula within our own memories and how we'll, if we justify sin, that we'll actually not be able to see when it's going to come towards us because we actually believe it's normal. And so we don't, when we feel that pain of that sin, we, like, we feel like that's abnormal. The pain is abnormal, when really that pain is normal. It's normal to feel pain when, uh, you know, you feel victimized or, or traumatized by, you know, an actual harm. It's not normal to feel pain on something that was, is normal and it shouldn't be traumatizing. Um, you know, it's, a death in a family is technically normal. And so not having uh, peace with somebody's passing has more to do with unresolved issues or conflict and that's something we have to work through because that's an evil one within kind of scenario at the other person's at rest you know their soul is passed on but if there's torment within us it's something that we had we can pray about we can talk about we can work through but that is that is within us it's not within the other party and so it's important that when you put in dynamics that you assume are there when you haven't seen somebody in like 20 years or 30 years or you assume are in other parties because of XYZ um, those are all assumptions and they may or may not be present but the moment you make an assumption as a fact or you take on gossip from other parties as fact it's immediately viewable upon the party that you've accepted this and despite that they may not display and even if they do display maybe they're just tired you create a confirmation bias. And this is very important that, you know, you pay attention to what you do know, can know, and cannot know. And even then, what's most effective? Because if everybody has to submit to how you see them, then what you've done is you've created yourself as God rather than try to meditate upon God's word. You've made yourself, you know, God's word, and everybody has to conform to it. And so as we 
learn from our mistakes as we grow from our own sin, accept our own sin. We reconcile the empathy of another party and how we've actually harmed them or, you know, how we harm ourselves in that and why somebody would need to walk away if we can't control ourselves is that they have to set the example of self-control. That what happens is, is that we may need to go on a path with God where, like Jacob did, where he gets to you know, eventually see the pain that he caused his brother was actually caused onto him. And it was meant to reconcile, help him reconcile with his brother. And so we're all on this path. We're all trying to get through. And as we acknowledge what, we, what sins we know we're committing, we can start uh, with a fleshing out of other people, recognize the sins that we don't know that we're committing. And it's through that humility to be able to see that and be open to it meditating on God's word day and night. Is this person who said this to me, is it real? Is it within me, what they're saying? Or is it really, you know, a dynamic that they've faced? How much of it is really me? And that's where you got to ask yourself. And if you have, don't have a willingness to ask yourself that, and if you don't have a willingness to look at your own sins, but you expect other people to admit theirs and accept the, your dominance of them, then you're building a kingdom on earth and not necessarily one of heaven. You're looking for people to submit to you here rather than submit to God, but to submit to you as God. And you're deciding how to retroactively write their words. And this is where justice, you know, despite the moral arc of the universe being long, it always bends towards justice. Whether or not we realize it, when we blind ourselves through our own sin, we feel that through generations and, you know, societies crumble character is what lifts us up and it's our willingness to look at that deeply and change and alter course towards better character that allows societies to rise and fall and societies without good character have people that don't want to fight for them they want other parties with greater character to win and people don't you know they don't have a desire to fight and win for people with something doing something they know is morally wrong they might for what they might have on earth but they're that's why a bunch of farmers will be the, the best fighting force in the world it's what's tr- for what's true for what's loving breadbox media programming is brought to you by jack kane ford find your next ford tough vehicle at kaneford.com